As we approach the end of this retreat, it is time to face the facts of life. You cannot make contact with a mirage. You cannot make contact with a hallucination. You cannot make contact with a projection. And you cannot make contact with anything unless you yourself are real. And so a self-image can't make contact with a self. A self-concept can't make contact with anything but another concept. And the entire project of the ego to make contact with another is a complete fraud. A chasing after memories of what never was and never can be. An ongoing nostalgia a teleological nostalgia. And let's face the facts. Teleology itself is an illusion. If you can't make contact in the present, there is no future in which you'll be able to make contact with those hallucinations either. So all of those drawings of setting sail for some beautiful future aren't they just as much in the imaginary and a way of avoiding the pain that there is nothing to make contact with? This is a hologram, a simulation, an illusion. There is nothing out there. And the one you think you are, who is so lonely because there is nothing and no one out there for you, isn't real either. There's no one out there and there's no one in here. And all of the dreams and the fantasies and the negative self-attacks, as well as the positive illusions of some beautiful future, all of them are avoidance of making contact with the one self. <laughs> oh, Lord! Andy, who was that? Andy, I... Lord have mercy! <laughs> the voice of reason back in the building. Y'all hear the stories? It's all over the internet. You thought Zoe was going to let it slide? No. No, sorry, Bobbles.
I remember just a couple of years ago, they was relationship goals. Huh? Beyonce Nim, relationship goals. Huh? Jada and them, relationship goals. And now you starting to see the mess that all of us are. I've been saying it for years. Ain't nobody perfect. Ain't nobody got it together. Right? Oh, I want to love like Will and Jada. Oh, Bay and Jay. Oh, <laughs> tonight's topic. Because I'm mad. Listen, Robin Robin Ayers, last caller, hit it on the head. Whoever that brother was, he hit it on the head. Marcel. Marcel. From L.A. He said, they got me. <laughs> they duped me. The marketing and the promotion machine. I've been telling y'all for years. I say, listen here. This is a toxic society. I done quoted J. Krishnamurti 154,000 times. It is no measure of health to be fully integrated into a sick society. A sick society is ran by sick people. And that is what maintains the sickness or the toxicity in the society. Anything you see. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Let me say it another way. You rarely see the truth on social media. You rarely see what is real on social media? We talked about it uh, yesterday. Uh, what was it yesterday? We talked about it yesterday. About the mask, wearing the mask, the persona, keeping up appearances. These folks kept up appearances for Hollywood's sake for seven years. And when the opportunity comes to make some bread, new book time. You can't sell a book without some controversy. You got to put a little skin in the game. <laughs> so tonight's topic. I, I, I've been telling you all for a long time. I'm sorry. I've been telling you for a long time. Real love. Oh, love ain't real. Love ain't. I said, boy, that is a product of the toxicity of the society in which you live. Your spirit know. Your mama them knew. When the world started to change, it's different around here. <laughs> Some different around these parts. I ain't used to being in this kind of life. L listen. When the world starts to change, and I'm not saying technological advances isn't good, uh, aren't good. Technological advances are exceptionally good. But you got to make sure that your psychological and your spiritual advances are keeping pace with the technological advances. Or you're just going to be monkeys running machines. And, and we've been saying this for, oh, love is not real. I've heard that. It's all over the internet. Love is not enough. 
Love does not, hey, love ain't real. Love ain't enough. Love ain't gonna pay the bills. That's because you're firmly entrenched in the toxicity of this world. Tonight's topic, unconditional love versus what Zoe has coined liberty love. Why liberty? Because if you get an old Black's Law Dictionary, it will tell you the legal definition of the term liberty. Liberty is freedom within constraints. In other words, unconditional love versus conditional love. Most of us are in relationships that operate on liberty love. And if there are no, if no healing has taken place, then those constraints tend to be inflexible, deal breakers. This is why a concept like deal breakers actually exist. Deal breakers in this society are more substantive and real than actually being able to experience unconditional love. That's why you can double down on your deal breaker. Because you know you have no chance in hell to really experience unconditional love. Oof. Closest thing you got to it is mother to child. And even mama got conditions for that child. Unconditional love versus liberty love. Navigating the path to healthy relationships. Join the conversation on unconditional love and loving liberty within relationships. It's going to be a different one. Are there limits to unconditional love? Let's explore the boundaries of love and its endless potential. People say, oh, that ain't real. Wisdom from the masters. Insights on unconditional love. Learn tonight. You're going to learn from Jesus. You're going to learn from Buddha. You're going to learn from Lao Tzu. You're going to learn from Krishna and others on the essence of love. But y'all don't want that love. You want liberty love. This is what I'll agree to. I hear people say it all the time. I hear people say it all the time. A relationship is what two people agree on. You give your intellect enough credit to draw out a psychological framework for you two works in progress to make a healthy relation. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Knock it off. 1-800-920-1580. Hey, listen, this is an open conversation. You don't have to agree with me. Your perspective is absolutely wanted here. Let's get into the questions. Do we live in a loveless society? 1-800-920-158. Let's keep up. Let's keep up appearances. Uh, We don't want to ruin the. (laughs) We don't want to ruin the image that we have built in this false reality. The man said it was a matrix. Wow. True or false? Being in love with someone and someone being in love with you is very rare. Are modern modern marriages, couples, and relationships even capable of loving each other unconditionally? 1-800-920-1580. Can you really do it? Huh? As long as you're wounded. 
as long as you're wounded, can you love unconditionally? We're going to go into that. Are there limits to unconditional love? Or do those limits only apply to liberty love? Liberty, from the Black's Law Dictionary, 4th edition, written in 1951, liberty, the legal term, means freedom within constraints. Some people would say, oh, that liberty might be boundaries. I contend that 98% of all the boundaries most people have created for their relationships have been co-written by their fears and their ego. So it ain't really constraints, it's really prison. Conditional love, I'm speaking of. Oh, Lord, when we come forward in the name of sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce, we're going to turn it all the way up tonight. See, people are mistaking their love and their relationship. You must separate these two things. Love is what you are. Love is something that you experience within yourself. Relationship is what you do. How you relate to this person, how you relate to this person, how you relate to this person is entirely different because the transactions cannot be same with everybody. Your child comes, you grab him and put him on your lap. Your neighbor comes, you don't do such things. You'll just do this, but with the same amount of love you can do it. Your dog comes, with the same amount of love you do different things for him. If this distinction is there, all relationships will go well. Wow, wow! It's a rare thing, this elusive love. Why is love elusive? Why is it so hard to maintain? Why do relationships suffer from entropy? Love, the most profound and complex emotion known to humanity, has been a subject of contemplation for philosophers and spiritual leaders and therapists throughout history. On tonight's show, we will explore the contrasting concepts of unconditional love and love within constraints, liberty love. Delving into the perspectives of influential figures such as Christ, Buddha, Lao Tzu, Krishna, Paramahansa Yogananda, the great Krishnamurti, Babaji, Wayne Dyer, Pima Chandran, and Eckhart Tolle, just to name a few. By examining their teachings, we aim to shed light on the question of whether a liberty-based love or an absolute unconditional love is more beneficial for couples. Now, what's, what's, what's really interesting here for me is that people mistake spiritual people, quote-unquote, so-called spiritual people, whether they're religious, whether they're of your particular faith, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, uh, Taoism, Buddhism, whatever. You, you Listen, even the highest of the high is flawed in some way. No disrespect, we just saw the Dalai Lama ask to lick a boy's tongue or ask a little boy to suck his tongue. We saw that. He apologized, of course, but it, who cares? You ask my son to do that, we fight, and I don't care what kind of what color robe you got on. I don't care how old you are, I'm going to knock you off your little throne. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? So we, we look at people, and they, they've reached 
this massive level of success. They've reached uh, this, this place in the world where they have all of these things, all of these accoutrements. And then they begin to espouse spiritual jargon. And we look at them like they get it. They understand it. We only say they understand it. Right. Because they're in a better place. As defined by this society than we are. So we, we, we give them we, we aggrandize them. We put them on a pedestal. And I'm here to tell you, starting with me, nobody's perfect. You should never look at somebody else's relationship and be like, oh, I wish I wish I could have something like that. You don't know what kind of problems they got. You don't know what kind of trauma they're dealing with or concealing. You don't know what kind of agreement they made. And just because, you, you know, you saw it in Zynga. And Zynga in the chat room put it in term. Goals. I mean, for a few years, everything was relationship goals. And they using examples of people. They, they use examples of Steve Harvey and Marjorie. They use examples of Jay-Z and Bay. They use examples of Jada and Will. We, we use examples of people because we think they're better than us. You want the best relationship you've ever been in? You better get to work on yourself. You want the best, most fulfilling relationship you've ever been in? You better get to work on yourself. This is no, this is not an indictment against Will and Jada. They're human beings. I don't blame them for whatever they're going through and however they're trying to deal with it, let them deal with it the way they deal with it. Oh. When I come forward, we're going to get into the callers. I got way more questions. So right now, news, traffic, and sports is on the way. We got a lot to talk about. You know, one of the things we could investigate on that front is whether or not love in some, in any real sense, can be unconditional, right? Because if, you're, if the love is unconditional, it doesn't have an element of encouragement towards an ideal. There's nothing that's discriminating and and judgmental in the way that's elevating because everything you do is instantly, well, it's all loved. <laughs> hey, Jordan, that's Jordan Peterson, right? Hey, don't don't bring your Western mind on to love, buddy. I normally agree with Jordan, but he's off on this one. And that's what happens. We try to bring a linear lens to something that is nonlinear. Spirituality. Love is spirituality. I know a lot of y'all don't understand that, but that's what it is. And because you live in a society that is spiritually penurious, spiritually impoverished, love seems foreign because it's so rare. When was the last time you saw a platinum bar just a big bar of platinum when's, when's the last time you've seen that it's rare and and people who are in relationships somehow think that they got it the times are good the barbecue is sweet everything delicious and then some problems happen and then you start to see the cracks and you start to realize this 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 ain't platinum at all this is copper 
I'm, I'm just here to bring it out. I know you don't want to hear it tonight. Unconditional love versus liberty love. Many of us are in a space of liberty love. We got callers on the line. Let's get them on. Who's been on the longest? Reggie from Austin, Texas. Get in here. What's up, Zoe? Man, I was, I was, uh, was asking myself about this question. Um, I'm going to start with myself, the relationship I have with myself. Do I love myself con- unconditionally? And I'm thinking if I can love myself unconditionally, then I can love someone else unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are some things that happen in my life that will throw me off that I may not like about myself. But I always come back to loving me. Um, so if I always come back to loving me and, 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 and I'm thinking I can do the same thing in a relationship. Um, you ask the question is, are we living in a loveless society? Nah, I think love is the only thing that's true. That's real in this society. Everything else is an illusion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Keep going. You cook it. That Keep works. Going. That works for for me. Now, as far as the other four billion people on this earth, I don't know. I know me, and I have to answer for me. And so I take it one day at a time for me, um, because I know that's what I can handle. Um, and I also know I'm not perfect. So if I'm not perfect, then I give myself grace, and I give other people grace. Because we are not on our, on point all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I expect you to love me as best you can every day. Ooh. And if that's and that's enough for me, because I know you're doing all you can do to love me as best you can. Now, your best might be different than my best. Mm-hmm. And another and on one day, my best may may be four times what it is today. Mm-hmm. But all I can do is the best I can today. Mm-hmm. And 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 that that gives me the the space to be human, um, to to surprise myself sometimes, to be disappointed in myself sometimes, whatever it is. But at least it's true, mm-hmm. and I can't be disappointed with the truth because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I can. That's all I can do. And you know, as far as putting these unreachable limits or unreachable expectations on who I am and or, or what my, my woman does or whatever, that sets me up for failure every time. I just expect you to be the best you every day. Now, I'm a better me today than I was yesterday um, just because of some things that I went through today. Mm. And, I mean, you have tests sometimes, you know. You don't have a test in class every day. But when you do, I hope you pass it. Mm. Um, you know, and I mean, life itself is the test, man. You know, I, mm. and as long as we stay in the game and 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 make a, a, a conscious effort to be here, ho- wholly, solely here every day, mm. you know, be present every day in what we're doing, that puts us in a position to be the best we can every day. And that's all we can expect, man. Mm. That's it. Mm. Mm, man, you know? what did you just do, brother? What did you <laughs> just do? Two things. I spoke with my brother, Zoe, and I brought Austin into the into the building. He brought Austin, Texas in the building. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building and join this conversation, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. My brother, Reggie. Man, Reggie be cooking, man. Austin, Texas is on the board. Can I get my brother, Sean? Can I get Brother Sean from Reno, Nevada in the building? <laughs> get in here. <laughs> hey, brother. Well, I love Reggie. And, and, and you know, he hits on a, a very important point, and you do it 
um, in your books and also your talks, you know, we have to deal with our wounds. We have to deal with ourselves. We have to make sure the way I see it is, are you going to be a leader, right? If you're actually going to be a leader in the clubhouse, we used to say way back in the day, um, you have to take care of yourself. But if you're looking at other people, it's it's wonderful if you look to uh, these other people that you hold up to a high regard and you say, I would like to have some of those things that they have. But you shouldn't look at them like they're gods or that they're infallible or that they're better than you because they have so much money, because that's ridiculous. And I think it's multiple times, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure Jada Smith and Will Smith are decent people and do good things, blah, blah, blah. But their um, relationship probably wasn't what we all thought it was, right? Mm -hmm. And so just because you have all that money and all that fame and everything doesn't mean that you're going to have this kind of relationship that you are are striving for. Mm -hmm. And just like I was telling you last night about self-deception, you know, my wife goes out and does a Vegas thing with all the girls. I love that, except it just turned out I was a little jealous because I didn't see the normal social media stuff and all that. But that's me. That has nothing to do with my better half. My better half laughed at me, brother. She was like, <laughs> what do you, you think I was doing? You know, what do you think? And I said, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just telling you the truth. So right. I think if you tell your better half the truth or you tell your significant other the truth or your early relationship the truth and you're always open, you know, you have that opportunity to have a real relationship. And then you can never shut down the fact that when you're feeling vulnerable, you're feeling a little out of sorts, you have to tell the other person, whether it's the girl, the guy, whatever, you tell them, then they're going to feel like, yeah, you actually care. Right. Hey, Sean, once again, man, we appreciate the insight. Thanks, brother. Reno, Nevada is in the building. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, you know the details. Here it is, 1-800-920-1580. All you got to do is call me. No judgment. Everybody's opinion matters. Get in here. Talk to me. When I come forward, trust me, I've got a lot to talk about. Have you ever been in a relationship that was based on conditional love? Most of us can say yes. In fact, I, I would venture that the majority of us live in conditional relationships because there's very few unconditional relationships. Unconditional is when the person loves you so intensely. It's a kind of love God has for us. Many people will think and say to me, well, parents love their children unconditionally. Are you sure? Actually, unconditional love is taught to us by our parents. If you had parents who you felt growing up that they loved you if you would get good grades or if you did the right thing or they loved you because you were a star athlete. You see, unconditional love are all those superficial things. If some person loves you because of your looks, if some person loves you because of what you do, if some person makes their life about your persona or what you are on the outside, usually unconditional love 
means the person doesn't really know you on the inside. And if they did, they would probably reject you if you change the outside part of you that they really love. The problem with... True or false, do you agree or disagree with that? I wholeheartedly disagree, but that's okay. Who cares what I think? I want to know what you think. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. Get ready, get ready, get ready. We got callers from all over the nation. Let's get them in here now in Zynga. It's your time to shine. Holla at me. Hey, good evening. Hey. How are you, Mr. Zoe? I'm good. Talk to me. What do you think about tonight's topic? It's a good topic. Um... I don't agree with the um, woman who was just speaking. I feel like I, the message before that or the clip before that resonated a little bit more mm -hmm. because I, and it made me, I had like an aha moment because not, I, I can't remember verbatim what she said, but just kind of paraphrasing it. When you, that unconditional love can almost be like you're enabling a person. And when you get in that comfortable love, it doesn't always allow you to grow. It doesn't challenge you because there's no friction. Mm -hmm. And so I think you can become stagnant. Mm -hmm. And the conditions, I think I like the sound of uh, boundaries better. Mm -hmm. Because I think when with the unconditional love, there are no boundaries. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of run amok. And I, do you, um, like, I feel like unconditional love is always like long suffering. That's how it's always presented. You can just keep on doing, keep on doing, but the conditions, you know, when somebody says, oh, nobody loves me unconditionally, maybe they just won't let you take advantage of them. Ooh, maybe they going, won't, maybe they'll, maybe they'll hold you accountable. Mm. Um, you may have to get up in the morning and brush your teeth, like, you know, little stuff like that. But, you know, I guess what people feel like they just want to kind of maybe run over you. So like, oh, you don't, you know, you, you don't love me like you say you do. I do love you, but I think boundaries, health, all healthy relationships have them. So can I offer this to you, Nzinga? Yes, sir. Sometimes we put lofty ideas and concepts on a low-level mm. mind. Mm. Unconditional love does not belong to a manipulator. You are defining a manipulator. You see what I'm saying? You just define somebody that's playing games that want to play. But unconditional love. Let me just say that they they playing. As soon as somebody say you 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 don't really act like you love me. Oh, you're a child. You're a spiritual child. You over here trying to manipulate. I get it. Unconditional love is synonymous with freedom. And I mean unconditional freedom. It's it's synonymous with God. There's no differentiation between God and unconditional love. Love in itself, right? We're calling it unconditional love because we're differentiating it from conditional love. People mm. play games and then try to use love as the ultimate trump card. That's That's when they expose themselves. But even when she said, even when she said, okay, so for me, God sees the end from the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's just, you know, that's how I see it. So his love is maybe more agape than unconditional because if he sees the end from the beginning, he knows there's going to have to be some things that he might have to put in there for you to grow. But see, somebody told 
somebody. And I don't know who these two somebodies are, but somebody told somebody that unconditional love is without contention, without challenge. With you, you understand without struggle. Yeah. Somebody told somebody. Now I don't know either one of them people, but somebody told somebody else that unconditional love doesn't have contention, and that's simply not the case. It is not. It's not. And as I learned boundaries, because before I thought people, you know, they were just being mean, but no, that was their boundary, and you didn't have any. So it appeared like maybe they were being standoffish, they were being mean, but they were just exerting a boundary. And as I do that, and me loving me, then I have room to right. give you that unconditional slash conditional. So wait, wait, watch me hit you. Watch, watch me hit you with this, Nzinga. Okay. Where do the conditions exist within unconditional love? Mm. I'll wait. Whether the conditions exist within the unconditional love. Mr. though, I don't know, but if you say it, I'll probably be like, have my light bulb moment. But that's, do you understand? We are too low-minded to speak of such a thing like God in unconditional love. There is no condition within unconditional love. Conditions only exist where there is fear. And where there is fear, there can be no love. I'm I'm sorry. Somebody somebody told somebody. Now I don't know these two people, but somebody told some See, this is how you protect yourself. This yeah. is how you protect yourself from being hurt. You got to have boundaries. But if you're a work mm -hmm. in progress and you're always subject to growing because you're always working on yourself, then guess what? Mm -hmm. Every boundary you create has a time limit. Do you know how many people got forever boundaries? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your me? boundaries should change. Yes. As, to... you, as you grow spiritually. So the, the boundaries have to be pliable. Those are what I call soundries. When they're inflexible, yeah. I call yeah. them clowndries. And you're calling clowns in because those boundaries serve as a beacon for busters. Yeah. I know people don't want to hear it this way tonight. Uh, but I love you, Nzinga. Guess what you did? Pensacola, Florida is in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at one 800 920-1580. Check it out. I'm about to go forward. When we come forward, you know I'm going to come back and hit you upside the dome piece on your way home from Jones Beach. We got a lot to talk about. Zoe Williams, the voice of reason. We on fire tonight. When people say that they're in love, they think they're in unconditional love. But still, in most of the cases, it's not working. They, it doesn't lead to happiness. So Sadhguru, when is unconditional love truly possible. See, uh, when you say love, your experience of love means you feel certain sweetness of emotion within yourself. Either by looking at this person or this person or this person, we don't know who stimulates this in you. It doesn't matter who helped you, but essentially it happened within you, isn't it? Yes? 
Did it happen only within you or was it in the air? I'm trying to clear this air. <laughs> Combination of both. Really? It was in the air? No, it only happened within you. Maybe what was happening within you was so exuberant, you saw it everywhere. You're in love, you thought the flowers bloomed for you, the birds are singing for you, the clouds are moving for you. Huh? All right, I don't want to destroy all the romance, okay? <laughs> but essentially it's happening within you. It's wonderful that you're experiencing such sweetness of emotion, stimulated by somebody. You're using the other person as a key to open up an experience within you, essentially. I'm asking you, why are you using a key when there is no lock, when there is no door, when there's no any kind of barrier? It is just that you are a push-start machine. You know what's a push-start machine? If you have owned an ambassador twenty-five years ago, always you parked it on a gradient like this, because morning two people have to push it. <laughs> if you park it like this, nobody will come, your family will not come out of the house. If it's like this, somebody will come and push it. Now all the cars are self-start, many of them remote start. What does it mean? Technological upgradation. You are an institute of technology, all right? I'm asking, would you like to upgrade your technology that you are on self-start? If you wake up in the morning, you are overflowing with joy and love and exuberance by yourself. You know, you don't need anybody to stimulate you. Would you like to be a self-start machine? Then you must come to me, huh? <laughs> it's you! It's always been you. 1-800-9-20-1580, the voice of reason is on complete fire tonight. If you're just tuning in, my goodness, the playlist has been bananas. How Deep Is Your Love, Keith Sweat, 1987, When You Touch Me, Sky, 1981. And wait till you hear the next one. Oh man, we got records tonight. Tonight's topic is a doozy as well. Uh, we're talking about unconditional love versus liberty, liberty love. And the reason why we're talking about this is because sometimes we aggrandize uh, and put on a pedestal, uh, you know, celebrities and celebrity relationships. And, you know, we aspire to be like somebody or we aspire to be like uh, our grandparents. Remember, I did a show last week when we talked about, oh, I want a relationship like my my grandparents. They've been together for 50 years. And then we delved into the issues that they may have endured that were unbeknownst to you. And again, the key to love, like if you really want to love somebody, you got to love yourself, not from a narcissistic perspective, right? Not from a grandiose perspective, but from the perspective of a nurturer who looks at their internal wounds, who looks at their struggles as opportunities to grow up once they're embraced objectively. Now, a lot of people run from themselves. They're afraid of their wounds. And you you heard Sad Guru just say it right now. There are no there there is no key. You don't even need a key to unlock the love in you. Somebody told you that it, it was locked up and it's inside some little box inside your heart. No, it's not. And we have a clip. We're gonna play it a little later. Uh, Doctor Gabor, am I am I correct, Andy? He's one of our clips. We'll get to him. But wait till I tell you what he said on another podcast that just 
tore the roof off the mug. You hear people say this all the time. Hey, you got to be vulnerable. You got to learn how to be vulnerable. If you if you want to, you got to open up in your relationship. You can't be closed off emotionally. You can't be closed off intellectually. You got to open up, right? Open up. You got to learn how to share. You got to learn how to give. You got to learn how to reciprocate, right? When you hear what the word vulnerable actually means from its etymological root, <laughs> circa 1600s late latin vulnerabilis vulnerabilis late latin wounding from latin vulnerari vulnerari to wound to hurt to injure to maim from vulnus wound pluck tear vulnerability is the gateway to villainhood you open up you get hurt by somebody you blame them for that hurt and they become the villain in your life they become the joker when in fact all they were was a human being that is flawed that may not know how to deal with your vulnerability because they themselves have never allowed themselves to be vulnerable. I know y'all don't want to hear that. Vulnerable. To be vulnerable is to be hurt. This is why I told you. Go look up the poem by Khalil Gibran. The poem by Khalil Gibran on love. Just, just, just look it up and read it. On love. Y'all gonna make me get it. Because I love Khalil Gibran. Right? Oof. Such a fire poem. But within the first few words... You start to understand what love brings to your life. Then Almitra said, speak to us of love. And he raised his head and looked upon the people and there fell a stillness upon them. And with a great voice, he said, when love beckons to you, follow him. Though his ways are hard and steep and when his wings enfold you yield to him though the sword is hidden amongst the pinions they may wound you and when he speaks to you believe in him though his voice may shatter your dreams as the north wind lay waste to the garden for even if for even as love crowns you, so shall he crucify you. 
even as he is for your growth, so is he for your pruning. See, so many people think love is Disney. Love is cartoon. I told you, vulnerability means to wound, to hurt. So many people have been running from hurt for so long. Hurt is the boogeyman in your life, in your love life. So you create all of these uh, uh, impenetrable, inflexible, non-scalable clownries that you call boundaries that actually create a castle around your ability to feel. Around your ability to even be in a relationship with another human being. And what do humans want? Touch, contact, connection. You can't connect because you've rejected everything in you that hurts. Ooh, I know you. I know y'all don't want to hear it this way tonight. So we look at the celebrity and go, oh my God, look at them. Boy, they done did that thing there, didn't they? Lord have mercy, they done. Look at them. That, that's black excellence, isn't it? Oh Lord, that is black. <laughs> Unconditional love becomes a lie. It's not enough. My bills trump love. My debt trumps love. My ambition trumps love. Right? Materiality, materialism trumps love because love is an illusion in a sick society, in a society that is deeply rooted in ageism, racism, sexism, and classism. Somebody told you, you're not relationship material, but the people you worship, are they? Ooh, the people you put on a pedestal, are they relationship material? And as the many clips we've played throughout these, uh, th this show, tonight's show, huh? most people are in liberty love, love within constraints, constraints that fear and ego and unrequited wounds built. Most people are in those relationships. They are not in love relationships. They got the, the nerve to speak against God, i.e. unconditional love. When I come forward in the name of sweet baby Ray's, I'm going to get to the people on the phone lines. Oh, I want to talk to you. I know you got a lot to talk about because I got a lot to talk about. Un Unconditional love doesn't even come from us as humans. That is a God thing, period. Because as much as I love Shannon, I'm going to have my, as we talked about, my expectations. I'm going to feel some kind of way at times, right? Like there are just going to be things that he's not going to always show up. I'm not always going to show up. And the human in me is going to feel a certain way. Thank you for keeping it real with that, Shirley, because I've always felt the exact same way. Right. So for me, what I say is when it comes to quote unquote unconditional love, it is simply when he doesn't show up, how am I going to treat him? <laughs> see, 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 see what I'm saying? 
I don't want to go too far. Let me get the callers in because the callers want to talk. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The Voice of Reason on KBLA Talk 1580 live from the heart of Lamert Park. The VOR has been on fire for an hour and 90 minutes so far, and we are not playing any reindeer games. We are not playing any reindeer games right now. We're on fire, complete fire. And now it's time for the callers to get in here and share their thoughts. We got Attila from Houston, Texas on the line. Attila, get in here. Uncle Zoe, how are you? Yes, I'm good. Can you and hear me? you? Yes. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. All right. So um, I pulled up a quote from your book, uh, particularly the Tao of Conditional Trust and Loyalty, because I saw you holding that up. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you mind me reading a little bit? So let me see. You're the chapter. What is that? Chapter 11. The eleven. The Tao. Mm-hmm. The Tao of mm-hmm. conditional trust and loyalty. Interesting. Let's yeah. see. Let's see what you came up with. Yes. So you said, and I quote, the trust and loyalty you give to a significant other appear to be performance based, conditional upon your promise to reciprocate it back to you. Sorry, upon your partner's promise to reciprocate it back to you. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So the reason why I brought that up is because it's the idea of the whole reciprocity thing, right? I feel like that kind of plays into the lack of love, or rather people's lack of willingness to give into love is the need and the demand for reciprocity because it's not authentic. But that's not reciprocity. That's investment. Right. That's why I always tell people you're a relationship broker. Because when the love is mm-hmm. authentic... Right. Love flows freely. Love is a freedom based level of consciousness. It is not beholden to fears. And the last time I gave to somebody and the last time they didn't reciprocate, then now reciprocation becomes a demand. Exactly. And and where there is a demand, there is a lack of command. See, the truth of who you are commands respect. The lack of that truth makes you a demander, a beggar. Mm-hmm. You're like mm-hmm. all the others. You come to me with a begging bowl. Oh, give me what I gave you. <laughs> give, if Correct. I, if and I that's give manipulative it to, in itself. Exactly. Correct. Talk to me. Talk to me, Atalak. <laughs> well, it's just weird because I was literally just having this conversation with my friend. We want to manipulate that love out of people that we really should be giving to ourselves. Mmm. 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 Fire. Fire. But if you don't know how to give to yourself, where, mm-hmm. do, you, where do you learn that? I feel like that only comes from knowing yourself. <laughs> and how do you know yourself? Let, let's go deep. There, there's Self-authorship. A- <laughs> yes, yes, you got to go into who you are. You got to self introspection is one way, right? Mindfulness Correct. of self, uh, self observation, that's another way. But another way is observing yourself in relationship. Yes. Do you see? Yes. Because relationship is the mirror, right? So you get into the relationship with the intention. Not to receive, but to say, this is how, not to receive from another, but to say, 
I want to see what I can receive from myself based on the situation I'm in. If I'm broken, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to attract some level of the same type of brokenness. Mm-hmm. Something that is compatible with what I haven't dealt with. So by showing up and looking for how I show up, oh, I get to learn something about me. And as I continue to learn about me, I'm building this storehouse of self-knowledge, which makes me more self-aware. And the more self-aware I become, the more I can start to love myself unconditionally. Now the vibration starts to change. And when the vibration starts to change, the magnetism of who you attract starts to change. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Yes, I hear you. (laughs) I'm not yelling. I just, I'm completely agreeing with you. I I think one thing that's been really pivotal for me, though, like you said, it's just, again, watching myself in relation to other people, mm-hmm. um, but also just bringing in that brutal, honest truth um, and sitting with it. Because I, I don't think we sit long enough with our discomfort. Because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, but we don't, we don't, I don't think we really have the desire to see it through. And again, I, I don't know, maybe that goes back to willingness versus ability, but yeah. It might be a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Listen, you know what you just did? I brought Houston in the building. Say it, say it with your chest. <laughs> I brought Houston in the building. You brought Houston, Texas in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Let me do it real quick. Let me do it real quick. All the way over to Hawaii, Mountain View, Hawaii. My brother, John, get in here. Greetings and blessings, family. What Greetings up, and brother? blessings, though. Talk to me, man. What hey, do you think about tonight's topic? Same old, stuff, same old stuff, different day. You got an excellent topic going on. But um, I got a question, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this the show about conditional love, unconditional love, or is it uh, irrational predictability? Say more about irrational predictability. Say more about that. What does that mean? Uh, irrational predictability. Again, if there are things that can influence you to make a choice, did you really make a choice? Mm. Mm. Keep cooking. Go go deeper. Okay. No, no I don't want to go too deep because currently I'm at work. I just want to doggone say the very few things and get off. All right. Uh, number one, <laughs> I will quote. I will quote Dr. Allen Berger when it comes to only the best of you can see the worst of you. <laughs> if you're not even willing to doggone make that doggone transition, first and foremost, you got to be placed in that position to be there. Wow. wow. Once you're finally there, if you can actually stand the rain, if mm. you can actually deal with the circumstances you're currently dealing with, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, that's where it needs to be for you to doggone build yourself up from this point on. Mm-hmm. Because once the worst of you, you see the worst of you, now you know you don't want to be here. Wow. Turn on the light, get out the room, love yourself, do something better for yourself, and that is what your dog going to bring to you. As in the breath you breathe, as if you're praying to the God you serve, Yahweh. It's like air. You pray pray to him on a daily basis. He hears you regularly. Mm. Don't you hear him? Mm. Mm. 
John, you know what you just did? <laughs> uh, Mountain View is in the place. God bless y'all. You Thanks. brought Mountain View, Hawaii in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Listen, the callers are putting it in tonight. They are putting it in tonight. We struggle between wanting unconditional love and really wanting security or what I'm calling liberty love. And many people will choose security over unconditional love. When you listen to people, the people who have called in or the clips we've played, a lot of people are afraid of unconditional love. It sounds wild. It sounds untamed. Hmm. Doesn't it? <laughs> Many people are afraid to love unconditionally. They think loving unconditionally is equivalent to accepting bad behavior from people. That's not loving unconditionally. That's, that's toxic. If you think that's love, you're wrong. If you can, do you know how many people have opted out of really loving people and have transferred that love, quote unquote, to pets? Many people love their pets more than they love people. Why is that? When we come forward, the voice of reason, I'm going to peel this entire onion all the way back. Say, hey, stick, stick around. I got a lot to talk about. Love is unconditional. When you choose someone else's happiness over yours, you are in unconditional love. When you remember someone's tiniest of details, you are in unconditional love when you serve someone and be there for them without expecting anything in return. You are in unconditional love. If you want to show unconditional love, be with your partner through sickness and health. Respect their presence. Forgive them for their mistakes. Support their dreams. Show them how proud they make you feel. You need to be selfless to love unconditionally. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, the, the self is too integrated, especially in this society. Being selfless, and I agree. I'm not disagreeing. Yes, you got to be selfless. How many people you've ever been in a relationship that didn't want nothing from you? They just wanted to love you, show you love. They didn't want anything from you. From you, they didn't want to be repaid for what they did, for the love they showed you, ever. They just gave love because they were love. How many people, you, uh, Andy, how many people you been in a relationship like that? Boy, you lucky. Hey, well, did you play the lottery? He, he said four people. Okay. Man, go play the lottery because that's lucky. <laughs> took relationships very serious. So, you know, I wasn't just quick to just jump into them, you know. I love it, brother. I love it. Man, we on fire tonight. Let me get this uh, caller in here. Detroit, Michigan. D, it's your time to shine. Talk to me. What are your thoughts about tonight's topic? Yes, I was going to say, um, when Atala said that it starts with yourself, I believe that it do start with yourself because you have to have that inner love. And if you do love God, then you also ask the question about um, a rock being too big that God had made, but it was a scripture up in Mark that says something about um, if you say cast this mountain, 
into the sea, it shall be done if you have faith and don't doubt. So it's a it's a it's a multifaceted kind of question. Mhm, mhm, mhm. I agree with and you. You do have to be, and you do have to be altruistic, selfless. Well, you know, in this society, that would be pretty dangerous being that way because people seek to take advantage of people that are like that. So I understand why the, why there's this seeming uh, you know, callous over the heart of many people. But guess what you just did, D? <laughs> brought Detroit in the house. You brought Detroit, Michigan in the house. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Let me say it again. Let me set it up. Let me refresh it one more time. Love, the most profound and complex emotion known to us human beings has been the subject of contemplation, meditation, mindfulness for philosophers, spiritual leaders, and therapists throughout our entire history. For about an hour and a half, for about an hour, a little over an hour and a half, we try to explore the contrasting concepts of unconditional love and love within constraints. Delving into the perspectives of influential figures, just uh, you know, such as Christ, Buddha, Lao Tzu, Krishna, Paramahansa Yogananda, Krishnamurti, Baba G, Wayne Dyer, and Eckhart Tolle. We 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 really tried to elucidate on the dichotomy between unconditional love and what I call liberty love or conditional love, and I think liberty love is good. It's love with training wheels. And if those training wheels are healthy, those ideas, those boundaries, if they're healthy, I believe that at some point you don't need those training wheels anymore. But I believe where there is unrequited wounds, you're going to you're going to become dependent, codependent on the boundaries. And this is why I make the distinction between a soundry, something that is rooted, that is sound, a soundry. Versus a cloundry. And of course these are uh, play on words. From the word boundary. Your boundary is sound. When they are devoid of fear and ego. Your boundary turns into a cloundry. (laughs) When fear and ego. And low self esteem. And no self worth. And. Uh, materialism and pettiness and low consciousness help construct them. Soundry versus cloundry. And when you use cloundries, soundries and boundaries work as magnets. They pull people in. So, if you want to argue for unconditional love, unconditional love often associates with divine love. In a state of complete acceptance and compassion without expectations or limitations. Right? Proponents argue that this form of love fosters deep emotional connections, allowing individuals to embrace their partner's flaws and imperfections. Christ, Buddha, and other spiritual leaders emphasize the importance of cultivating unconditional love as a path to enlightenment and spiritual growth. For instance, Christ's teachings of forgiveness and compassion exemplify the transformative power of unconditional love. But many people don't want that. 
Many, just be honest, many people want revenge. They want to get back. They want judgment. They want condescension. They want to let their ex know that they're doing better. I, do you understand what I'm... People are petty, especially in this world. I know people don't want to hear this tonight, but maybe Jada was being petty by putting her business in a book for the world to consume and then say, then you know how people do, the celebrities do, could you please respect my family's privacy? Well, you put it in, okay. It's all out here now. <laughs> T sells, so let's spill it. When I come forward, I'm going to define liberty love or love within constraints. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason in his playlist. We on fire tonight. Oh, God. And you know what's crazy? It gets even better than that. I'm sorry, but I digress. So liberty love. We talked about unconditional love and how it is associated with divine love. But liberty love, a.k.a. conditional love, which most of us participate in, love within constraints or liberty-based love, acknowledges the importance of personal boundaries and having individual, uh, in cultivating individual growth within a relationship. This perspective recognizes that love can flourish when both partners have the freedom to express their authentic selves and pursue personal aspirations. Lao Tzu and Krishnamurti emphasized the need for self-awareness and personal freedom, suggesting that love should not be stifling right, or possessive. Uh, this approach allows couples to maintain their individuality while nurturing a deep connection. Now, we have to learn how to integrate those two. Unconditional love with liberty love. In other words, I get to maintain who I am, the border that separates me from you. But as we continue to grow and evolve spiritually, those borders begin to organically melt away. They don't melt away under, uh, under duress, under force, right? Under pretense even. They, they begin to melt away uh, organically as we evolve in consciousness. Now, a lot of people don't even believe that this is possible because love is, is a phantom for most people. So when we're trying to integrate these perspectives, rather than viewing unconditional love and love within constraints as mutually exclusive, a balanced approach can be achieved by integrating both perspectives. The great guru and self-realization teacher Paramahansa Yogananda as well as Eckhart Tolle, emphasized the importance of self-love and inner transformation as a foundation for healthy relationships. By cultivating self-awareness and personal growth, individuals can offer unconditional love while respecting our boundaries and those of our partners. Huh. Somebody said, say Paramahansa Yogananda fast. <laughs> okay. This integration allows for a harmonious balance between spiritual connection and personal freedom. Right. But I believe that love in and of itself is freedom. 
In the realm of love, the dichotomy between unconditional love and love within constraints presents a paradoxical challenge. While unconditional love encourages acceptance and compassion, love within constraints acknowledges the importance of personal boundaries and individual growth. By integrating the teachings of the influential figures uh, such as Christ and Buddha and Lao Tzu and all of these others, right? We integrate all of these guys' beliefs. I think we can have an intellectual framework for how we can start accepting ourselves, for how we can start, uh, you know, pouring some of this unconditional love onto ourselves. What are the benefits of unconditional love? Well, you got profound connection. I believe there's a healing power that is associated with unconditional love. I believe that there's spiritual evolution associated with unconditional love. And I believe that there's an enduring bond associated with unconditional love. Remember what kind of society you live in. We live in a society where a breakup for most people is a move for empowerment. It, it, it is, it's a type of empowering thing. I broke up with you. <laughs> it's a self-esteem builder you i ousted you and i got to you before you was going to get to me for many people in our society that's how they view breakups do you understand just don't believe me look it up <laughs> right you got people who can't wait to get out of their relationships because they knew the relationship wasn't about nothing anyway they got what they wanted to get out of it and now that it's over it's over so leaving ain't hard. <laughs> they had left months ago, years ago. <laughs> you know, stay together forever? <laughs> yeah, if, if unconditional love is there. But liberty love is like, no, me, my boundaries, my space, who I am, what I'm about. You are to fit within the framework of me. And don't disrupt anything within the framework. You know how, you know, you know how mamas come into their room and they know you was on the bed watching TV or they know you moved something. Who been in my room? That's how a lot of people are in relationship. <laughs> Do you understand? A lot of people are so afraid to feel that when it's time to feel, they feel attacked. Claustrophobic. Oh, there's too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, liability love is like that. They, they view their relationship as a giant slice of cheesecake. It's, sometimes it's too rich, it's too much. <laughs> So space is important. And, and, and I believe we should integrate it. It's fine. That's, it's fine. <laughs> Only to the point of sacrificing your well-being. Don't sacrifice your well-being. Liability uh, love also is rooted in expectations. Unrealistic expectations of selflessness can lead to disappointment and emotional exhaustion. So the person that's on the liability love wants to create you know, reasonable and sound expectations, and that's fine. And liability love offer, also offers mutuality. It might not always be reciprocated equally, leading to imbalances in the relationship dynamic, but that is the goal, that is the intent, right? We 
Listen, we want love, but we can't be afraid to cultivate it. If we want it, we have to cultivate it from within. If we want it. Right? When you can love somebody without wanting something back, you're getting close. When you, when you can love somebody without needing a guarantee. Well, it's been five years. When you going to put a ring on it? You're getting the milk for free, brother. <laughs> and I'm not, I, I'm not disparaging marriage. Yes, let's get married, brothers and sisters. Let's do it. I, I'm just saying it shouldn't just be the societal mandate. It should be real because you've cultivated it from within. All right, I'm, I'm done here. Listen, I'll be back next week with another week's worth of slappers. My homegirl, Jill Monroe, RSVP is up next when we come forward. Trust me, she's got a lot to talk about.